Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Do you believe you have a soulmate? And if so, you are not alone. According to this poll I read, this is so interesting, 73% of Americans believe in soulmates, but this is the one that blew me away. I would never have guessed this, that more men then women believe that they are destined to find their one true soulmate. So it came back that males, it was 74%. Females was 71%. And then overall, 79% of people younger than 45 believe in soulmates, while only 69% of those over 45 do. And so other research also was conducted to know if there was a difference in how people answered the question about their belief in, you know, is there one person who is meant for you? And I thought this was interesting too. It was found that people have one of two beliefs. The first belief is what they call destiny belief. It, it, this is where you think, oh, I'm destined to be with a specific person. I have a soulmate. I have one person who is meant for me. And the other belief they define as growth belief. And this is more where you think relationships progress slowly. As you grow, you kind of fit together, that relationships actually take effort, and that you can build love. And so studies show that how you define soulmates is really what's important, and it impacts the relationship quality. So what is a soulmate anyway? I mean, people kind of throw that word around a lot, and I love this topic of soulmates because it invites a diverse perspectives of so many people and it creates an opportunity to ask yourself, what do I believe in and how did I come to believe it? So an awareness of your stance on the notion of soulmates is far more than the philosophical exercise, but how you relate to a soulmate idea impacts how you think, how you feel, how you act in your intimate relationship. And clarifying those beliefs and values and perspectives that you bring into your intimate relationships is essential aspect of your own awareness. I have a friend, and I find it so fascinating. She's on the constant quest to find her soulmate. I mean, she is that perfect um, example of a destiny belief. She looks for signs everywhere we go, you know, and meeting people. She has gone to astrologists. She has even come up with a system on the dating apps. I kid you not. And she has this whole elimination process to help her find the one. And she has subscribed to the destiny belief that her one soulmate is out there and uses a ton of her mental energy to assess every guy she is with. So, I mean, she's even, she's said this to me, like she's constantly asking herself, is this my person? Can I do better? Is he the one? Now, sadly, she's still on this journey and she does get kind of overcome by deal breakers and she'll flee at the moment she hits a bump in the road and and she keeps finding herself dating the same guy over and over again. So where is he? And how does he find, you know, how does she find him? So here's, here's the question, right? And that's what I want to talk about today. Does your relationship have a destiny? 
And how do you find your soulmate? Well, with me on the show today, oh my God, you're going to love her. She is someone who is actually, she's found a science-based system helping people find their love destiny in your hands. She is a palm reading consultant and compatibility expert. See, that already sounds official. And she was guided into palmistry after having a deja vu experience. She's the author of Stories in Your Hands. She's worked with over 7,000 people worldwide in the past 10 years to help them discover their authentic selves. And recently, she created an innovative matchmaking system using palmistry to identify Identify Soulmate Archetypes, which is now available in a worldwide dating platform. And she's also offered, she offers readings, she's coaching courses, professional training, and is passionate about sharing her vast knowledge of palmistry as an empowerment tool. And I have to say, she read my palm and not even when I was with her. I mean, I met her in person at a conference and <laughs> she read it over the phone just from a picture. And I feel like she knew me better than me. <laughs> Welcome, Cynthia Clark. Hi. Hey, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm super excited about this conversation. I just think, you know, as I said in, in the intro, there's just so many different perspectives on this. And I love how you kind of bring this almost like to a science-based and you, you have it down to a system. And there were so many truths in the way that I know that you read me. So I, yeah, I, I guess I, it, we talked about this a little bit, but tell me how you got started into all this. I don't think I know your backstory actually. Oh, well, my backstory into relationships comes from my own soulmate journey. <laughs> Doesn't it always come back? It right? does. <laughs> yeah, it does. So I was actually married for 19 years mm -hmm. to a partner who I consider now a good match, um, but not, you know, a soulmate match or a great match even. Um, but we made it work for a, quite a long time. Um, and then things fell apart and we ended up getting divorced. And then I attracted what I consider a fatal attraction. <laughs> and we can talk about that. Uh -huh. And uh, I was with him on and off for about two years. And then we, we had gotten together and broken up multiple times. Mm. And I finally broke it off for good. And I ended up finding my soulmate, what I consider one of my soulmate matches. And I am now mm. married. I'm very happy. Aww. And I have a really great perspective on the whole thing. <laughs> I love it. Wait, so you said one of your soulmates. That's interesting. Yes, because I consider that people have multiple soulmates. Uh -huh. so I'm in the boat of we don't have just one who is the one. I consider we have one type who is the one. Okay, so... I mean, that was your journey and you figured out how you did that. But did you do that through reading your hand? Like, did you go everywhere and say, oh yeah, you're destined to be with me? Like, how did you, how did you tie it all in with what you do today? Well, it definitely wasn't like that. Although I did read my husband's hands on our first date and I just noticed how compatible we were. <laughs> was, you did? Oh um, my God. Yeah. 
Wait, and so how did he respond? I'm just curious. He Well, he's an investigator archetype, so he's naturally super curious. Uh-huh. And so he was wide open to anything I had to say. <laughs> so that was very refreshing. <laughs> okay, but I'll be honest, like there's also something pretty sensual about that too. And just like from a flirty standpoint, like touching his hand and reading it. Yes. That's, I think I like that tool. I think we can all use that somehow. (laughs) I think so too. And that's where my app comes in. People can go to my app and do that at the dinner table on a date. It's so much fun. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Okay. So go on. So I interrupted because I'm I'm envisioning you at this date. Okay. Yes. So we're on the date and I just wanted to see how compatible we were and he knew already what I did for a living. So he, he was a good sport about it. And he just opened his hands up across the table and he's like, yeah, tell me everything. I want to know everything. Uh. <laughs> and so I said, okay, well, let's see what you got. And we, we ended up talking over the whole dinner, uh, everything that I saw <laughs> in his hands. It was really fun. And he was a really good sport about it. And, you know, it's sort of funny too, because from my, uh, from the time I got divorced, I actually had signs also in my hands saying, guess what? Things are detaching. You are, you are coming to a completion. And I actually discounted what I knew. And I Mm. thought that can't be right. You know, maybe I'm not reading this line, right? Oh my gosh. It was so funny. And the whole time the universe was trying to tell me and I was just like, really? (laughs) And I also discounted my fatal attraction a little bit Mm. because I thought, oh no, this guy is fantastic. But he had a handshape that was exhausting to mine. And I thought, well, you know, he, I, I, again, I just sort of discounted the system <laughs> and wow. it's like, wow, why did I do that? But it's because I was so vulnerable and I was in a really bad space. You know, after you mm-hmm. I consider divorce a trauma yes. and when people go through that, they really don't see things clearly. And it's sort of funny. I ended up getting vertigo after I got divorced. So I literally was spinning for nine months. And oh, wow. that, that was an emotional trauma that took a lot, quite a long time to get over. So yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So then you realize just with, with this guy after doing that, that you wanted to like help others, like, is that where, you know, you started developing these archetypes and systems? Yeah. I had already published my book stories in your hands. And that is an introduction to the archetypes, but I, mm-hmm. that's more of just like a general overview. The book talks about, you know, professionally and personally and, you know, things like that. Um, I didn't really get the aha of, hey, your hands actually tell you your, not only your best match, but what I consider a soulmate match until after I was uh, married again. So it's almost like I needed to go through that whole journey Mm -hmm. and I needed to be in that space of, wow, guess what? (laughs) You, you have this information and you've had it the whole time, but you just didn't see it in this way. And that was, that was really eye opening. And then I decided, okay, I've got to share this with people and I've got to 
try and automate it so that I don't have to read every single person's hand because there's obviously billions of people <laughs> on the planet. Right. And it's like, how do I do this so that it can be useful, but also um, get out to the masses? Well, and I know that people are, are like, you know, chomping at the bits. Okay. So what are the soulmate archetypes? Like, can you talk a little bit about that and, and what to maybe look for or how people can use it? Yeah. So I want to just talk a little bit about soulmates in general, because this mm. brings up the good point of like, well, what does that even mean? So I consider a soulmate relationship to be the type of relationship that actually opens you up and helps you to grow both personally and in the relationship. So it's not just, mm. you know, it's not just sexual, it's not just fun, it's not just, you know, random. It's not like that. A soulmate relationship is is going to be some work like any other kind of relationship, but when you're really with that deeply compatible person and that's what I consider a soulmate match. They are just naturally compatible with you. It helps you to open the door to your purpose and, and you do this for each other. So I, I actually call this the relationship genius. So every single person has inside of them a relationship genius that they can help a partner with and vice versa. So when you're in this beautiful, like synergistic energy, it just can elevate everything in your life. It's amazing how it works. So that's, that's what I want. Cool. That's yeah. what I want. <laughs> and I know, and I'm glad you, you kind of defined in, in the way that you look at soulmates, because like, as I was saying in the beginning, mm -hmm. I think that a lot of people feel that, you, you know, that it's just like either a, a destined thing and that it doesn't take work. Like it's, it either, it's like almost like black and white, right? Like it either, either you're destined for that person or you're not. And, and that's so yes. that if it doesn't work out, then it's devastating or you don't do any work around it, even though that person could be compatible. So I love that you kind of bring both elements to that. So, cause that was yeah. one of my questions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the, and the hands actually can help you to understand this concept. So that's the other thing I love about hands is, is they can answer all these like big questions. <laughs> right. So, so we have a destiny and the destiny shows up in the fingerprints and the fingerprints form five months before you're born. They never change and they are with you throughout your entire lifetime. So when you think about coming into this body, you have a destiny or a soul, you can think of it like a soul agenda. Mm. Okay. Now how that soul agenda gets fulfilled can be of course, quite variable because we have free will. And because we have free will, we have things in our hands that are changeable. And that's going to be the lines. All the lines in the hands are not static. They flow like rivers of energy. And based upon our choices, they will ebb and flow and they will reflect the changes over time. So I've actually tracked people over years and you can see their, their evolution. It's so fascinating. Wow. To see. So, it's like a map of people. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And then we also have what I call the archetypes. And these 
um, form on your hand by the time you're about six years old. And they very rarely change at that point because that's when your personality is getting set. So when you think about having uh, like a little baby to the time you're about six years old, you're completely in your subconscious mind and you're absorbing everything around you. So there's that um, environmental aspect that also influences who you are as a person. And that's going to help, that's gonna form in your archetypes. And that's going to bring out what you naturally will embody. And people, you know, what I mean by the work that needs to be done is we can have imbalances in our archetypes and, and it's, a, it's a growth process. And every relationship that we have actually can teach us something and help us to grow to another level. And when we don't learn our lessons, we tend to like attract the same type of person over and over again, because we're still mm -hmm. learning that lesson. So mm -hmm. it's, and that coincides with the lines yes. in your hand, right? And that's right. what, because I remember when you were reading my hand, I found so fascinating. And this is where kind of the therapy world, where I come from and where your world collides, right? Is that I, I see how the environment shapes people, but then we also are born with certain dispositions, right? And so mm -hmm. that's what I thought was so cool about what you told me is that it was marrying the two philosophies together because yeah, our environments do shape us and it actually makes our hands shift, which is fascinating to me. Right. So when we think about a soulmate match, mm -hmm. we have many, many different soulmate matches. And the, we can attract that soulmate match based upon our free will choices. So, you know, for example, if you decide to live in Florida versus Texas versus China, you're going to obviously be around different people. Right, right, right. So you're not going to attract the same person based upon that free will. But you can attract somebody who is deeply compatible with you. And that's ultimately what you want to do to, you know, have a happy relationship. But it's not like the fairy tale that everybody thinks it is. It's not, you know, it is some work and all, all relationships are, are work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm really, I, I, I want to emphasize that too, because sometimes people get into like that magical thinking, right? Like they go to a palm reading or they go to the tarot card reading and they're like, oh, well, this is my destiny. So I don't have to do anything, <laughs> you know? And, yes. but, but really it's, it's, you're saying, and this is how I believe too, is that you kind of create your own destiny. Like you can actually shift the lines in your hands. And, and that's like, to me, a metaphor of how I tell people to shift even in their clothes and how that affects their bodies. You know, like I think it yes. all works together. So, yeah. I mean, and I know you, we don't have time to go into all the archetypes, you know, but I thought it'd be kind of fun to extract one or two and talk about it and also compare it to some of the dating archetypes that I have. Cause I know my audience, some people are aware of that. I have that and I'll review that as well. But, um, sure. do you want to do that? You know, maybe yeah. one or two, I mean, we can even start with mine if you want. It doesn't matter. Sure. Sure. Well, you and I are the same. So it's actually kind of fun to talk about the chariot because um, that is uh, something we have in common. So. We are the chariots, darling. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, 
so yeah, tell the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it about okay, us so, <clears throat> Okay, so a chariot archetype is, uh, first of all, you can identify it in the hands by looking at the fingers, uh, somebody who has short fingers mm-hmm. and a rectangular palm or a long, you can think of it as a long palm and a strong index finger. And you can tell if your index finger is strong if it is longer than the ring finger, okay? And it and it's also going to come up above the halfway point um, next to the middle finger. So it's gonna be longer than the halfway point in that upper phalange. So that's how you can identify a chariot archetype. Now, chariots, cool. yeah, chariots are, People who inspire their partners to action through balanced mental and emotional sides. So they really are the go-getters. When you think of a chariot, mm-hmm. they, they like movement. They like to flow. They don't like to sit still too long. They're, um, you know, they like to experiment with things. They're, you know, they're pretty optimistic too. So if something doesn't go well, they're just moving on to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it's like, okay, well, we'll try again. <laughs> My God, it's like, you know me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Now we can have imbalances in, in any of the archetypes where we can express too much or too little within that archetype. So this mm-hmm. is when you're balanced is you you inspire your partner to action. But if you're too much, you're going to force the movement Okay. So it's like, you know, maybe they don't want to move as fast as you do, or maybe they need something needs to happen before, you know, the the action can happen. So forcing movement is too much chariot. And then too little chariot is being stuck in the mud and hanging on to, to a relationship long past. It should Mm -hmm. be over time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That I've, I've definitely fallen into that trap over the years, which is probably why my first marriage lasted 19 years. Oh yeah. Maybe it shouldn't have lasted that long, but, but yeah, but chariots are, are, uh, fiery energy. So, you know, they, they need to, and I always tell people, whatever your archetype is, you want to be that archetype. Don't try to be something else, Mm. (laughs) you know, don't Mm. try to fit into somebody else's archetype just because you think it's better. (laughs) Right. Right. That's a mistake because if you go against your nature, then you're probably not going to be happy or you're not going to attract an appropriate partner for you. Okay. So that's, that's very important. So so, so that's actually my next question, because I was going to say, all right, knowing that, you know, say you and I are the chariot or, you know, you listening are the chariot, whatever it is. um, How can we use that then to attract our soulmate and who are good for us and who are not? Okay. So this is where the science comes in. So the hands are a language. And once you understand the language, you can identify who your soulmate matches. And this is what I teach also in my course, uh, Pick Your Perfect Partner. So you're, if you're a fire hand, you need to attract an air hand because fire and air feed each other, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes to the elements. So an air hand is somebody who has long fingers and a square palm. It's the exact opposite hand shape as the, the fire hand. 
And then we further look at it in terms of the fingers, because each of the fingers also represents an element, Jupiter being the water element. So we would want to attract Earth, because Earth and water go together. So the Earth finger is the middle finger. So we want to attract somebody with an air hand and a strong middle finger, also known as the administrator archetype. So that would be your soulmate match to the chariot. And if you can find somebody with that handshape, well, you should give them a chance. <laughs> oh my! So what are personality traits of an administrator? So administrators are very thorough Mm -hmm. And they help their partner in understanding the values of traditions. So they oftentimes will, will do like tried and true formulas and they will, they, they can help the chariot identify those things. So whereas the chariot tends to be like the, let's just keep moving and going. The administrator can say, okay, well, let's make sure we're going in the right direction. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's so yin and yang almost. Exactly. Mm. It's complementary energy. And so administrators tend to be very curious types. All air hands, by the way, are very curious. Mm -hmm. And the Saturn energy brings in um, the structure and the traditions and the, the methods that come in. So that would be a, an excellent match, uh, what I call a soulmate match. But other air hands would also be very great matches because that's really compatible with the fire. So, you know. Okay. But now here's the big question. What's our fatal attraction? Give it to me. <laughs> okay, so I consider a fatal attraction. Okay, so we'll define what that means. Yeah. I, I consider that somebody who you may initially be very attracted to, but they are not necessarily somebody who's good for you in the long run, because ultimately it's going to bring in uh, exhausting, it's an exhausting element, and it's something that just isn't going to help you grow in the, the most harmonious way. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. So oftentimes what happens is we attract a partner and we think, Oh, this person is amazing. And I just love everything about them. And you totally ignore all their flaws, right? <laughs> well, right. Cause you're getting caught up in the drug of, and the, yes. you know, it's, it, it's intoxicating actually when you meet somebody yes. like that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, but after a certain amount of time, you start to realize that, hey, this person is not who I thought they were. <laughs> yeah. You know what I call those, by the way? Tornado relationships. Oh. You get caught up in the storm and it's like so much so that you, you, you have no idea like which way you're turning and, and it's awesome. And then also the tornado leaves and you're left with the remnants on the ground around you. Like what the heck just happened, right? Mm, exactly. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. yes. <laughs> so in the case of the chariot, the fatal attraction would be the empress archetype, which is an earth hand with a strong middle finger. So there would be, uh, you can identify them by short fingers and a square palm. And the mm. earth hands also tend to be really thick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, meaty kind of hands mm. and then that strong Saturn finger. And you're, you're going to be attracted to that Saturn finger because 
Um, that's what an administrator has, right? But that earth element is going to be exhausting. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have an empress person in your repertoire of like friends or um, other types of relationships. Like I know. See, that's what I was going to say. So like every time you see like a, a stubbier hand, am I supposed to no. run? Like what no. do I do? No, 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 no. <laughs> Um, in fact, sometimes it's actually quite beneficial to bring ah. in that element into where you are because they see things so differently and they do things so differently than you do. They mm -hmm. can fill in gaps where you can't. So oh. um, on a professional basis, it might work mm -hmm. and it might be just fine. But on, a, on an intimate relationship, I would, I would steer clear. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. So I love this. And you know what it reminds me of? I want to compare this to one of the dating archetypes that I talk about um, and, and being the chariot, right? Okay. And that it sounds like there's, there's traces of being a narcissist magnet and also the chief. Like we can kind of straddle both of that because, you know, sometimes we're just, we're so hopeful and we're so, we're like a leader. We make everybody feel good and all that, that we forget about our own feelings. Mm -hmm. And so we're so focused on making things happen and the action and making other people feel good because we like all those great results that we forget about us and guess who that attracts narcissist. Yeah. So that's, what's interesting about this whole thing and how like the interplay of both. And then also, you know, having that leadership quality, we can also fall into being the chief, mm -hmm. meaning we can overproduce dates. We can overproduce <laughs> relationships and receiving can be, you know, extremely hard mm -hmm. sometimes with that. So I just, you know, I, I love all this because, and I really want, you listening to hear this, this is not an excuse to avoid people to use as your, like, if you're the list lady to use it, use it as like your checklist, like, Oh, long finger next, you know, like mm -hmm. this is, these are tools that I think, you know, both of us are talking about to help you navigate and finding the right one. But like you mm -hmm. said, Cynthia, it takes work and looking at sure. yourself on what you're bringing to the table along with your hands. Yes, absolutely. And um, by the way, the chief, I, I recognize that as like the strong Jupiter finger. So, oh. so that would qualify as any archetype with the strong Jupiter finger as a natural leader, because that's your leadership finger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. With yeah, that. Ex exactly. Yeah. So yeah. just as we're talking about that, like that friend that I was talking about in the beginning, and maybe we can use her as an example, like how can you use the information, the archetypes and all the stuff in navigating and finding the one, like, how, like using her as an example, what would you say to her using just what, you know, the tips that you have for that? Yeah. Well, first thing I would recommend is, you know, don't discount people so quickly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I've talked to lots of people who are like that as well, who, you know, oh, I never date Sagittarius's. <laughs> oh, know? oh, totally. I know. It's like, well, that's really narrow. <laughs> <laughs> like that's really closing off a lot of options. <laughs> right, right. No, good. I'm glad you, you said that. Okay. Yeah. So, so definitely, you know, don't close the door on somebody just because of their archetype. 
Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to, to tell people is like the tools that you can learn from the hands. And this is just one aspect, by the way, your hands are, are incredibly complicated. And, and I like to think of it as deliciously complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, they share so much information that can be useful. So mm-hmm. for example, um, you can, you can use this as a tool to get to know somebody better and to really understand, understand like where they're coming from. So, mm-hmm. you know, for example, if you're around a water person or a water hand, you know, water hands are notorious for not being able to make decisions. And mm. so, you know, it's like, instead of being judgmental about it, it's like, well, maybe you can tap into the positive side of the water, which is spontaneity and fun and playfulness. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, there's always, there's goods and bads to every person. And it's, it's not black and white. It, there, there are layers. And you can think of this as uncovering another layer to the person. And, and I feel that once we understand somebody more and from this deeper level, it also builds compassion because, yes. you know, it's like, well, of course this person is like this. Yeah. <laughs> it just, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But yeah, it just helps you to understand and then be able to follow through and, and just have a better perspective. I, that's, I love that you said that it it is about, you know, being a little more empathic and it's a perspective that gets you outside of yourself too, you know, and having that compassion because I know so many people who do do the checklist things and sometimes use this kind of platform falsely to check off things, you know, but, but a lot of those times it's, it, it are their fears, right? So they, they use these things to avoid something bad happening. It's like, Oh, Oh my God, there's that line. She said for me to avoid. And then that's an excuse for them to not be open or not be compassionate, but rather what you're saying is use all of these as just, you know, tools and having, you know, a level of understanding and that, yeah, we are, we are full of layers. So that's super cool. Well, Cynthia, I loved our conversation. This is great. Where do you have any kind of parting words of wisdom and let everybody know where they can find you and take that archetype? Is it a quiz or tell oh, me about it? Um, yeah. Okay. So I, well, first of all, I would say never give up on love. If, mm. you know, every single person has a you know, multiple soulmate matches out there. Uh, it can happen for you. And it doesn't matter how old you are, by the way. Um, I've met people in their eighties who have gotten remarried. (laughs) So, you know, don't feel like you're too old or too this or too that it is totally not. I mean, those are just excuses. Mm -hmm. Okay. So be open to love and love, love is going to be open to you. (laughs) Oh, love it. Okay. And, um, so yeah, so if you want to, um, you, you can check out my free app. It's on um, Apple. It's on iOS and Android. It's called DateMate Oracle. And DateMate is one word. And that kind of introduces you to these alternative systems. 
so it introduces palmistry, astrology, Chinese astrology, and I also use oracle cards to, um, you can take it on a date and just have fun with it and play with it. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Okay. Yes. And yeah. That, it's kind of like what you were saying before. It's almost a fun yes. tool to use yes. on a date. Very, very fun. And then uh, if you want to join my dating membership, I have a website, loveinyourhands.com. And you can get started for free. You can actually upload a digital photo of your palm. And that's how you create your profile. So it will take you through a, a few questions. And then it will guide you into what is your archetype. You can find that out. And then it will automatically match you in the system. So you can find potential soulmate matches right there. So cool. Oh, my gosh. I love this. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and all of that. And yeah, we'll definitely keep me posted on any other stuff too that you think would be like good for my audience and in ways of like tools. And I'll definitely post that in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, thanks again for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site as always seltzerstyle.com. And after you learn about your soulmate archetype, you'll definitely want to learn what your dating archetype was. I think they're going to go hand in hand and you can take my exclusive dating archetype quiz, which I will also post here. You just click on it, take the quiz and you see what you are. And you can use both, both of those tools to find your soulmate and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. <laughs>